Our guest for today's episode is Janardhan Masar. Janardhan is an architecture undergrad from Manipal University and has previously worked as a UX designer at Lollipop Design Studio. He is currently working as a product designer at An Academy. I am Mayank Khandelwal and you are listening to whitepo.fm. Hey Janardhan, how's it going man? Hi, hi Mayank. Everything's doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah. um, can you introduce yourself? Sure, I will. I will. So, my name is Janardhan and I'm a product designer at An Academy. And uh, I, I have a graduate uh, undergrad degree in architecture from Manipal University. And as soon as I graduated, I shifted to UX UI design. And uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I started doing self-learning courses through, um, you could say, Udemy, uh, IDF. And uh, based on that, I got a little hint of what problem solving is through design. And uh, a couple of problems that I face in my own life, I started to, started to find solutions to them. Not through apps or websites, just through solutions, just literally solutions of how we could real world scenarios like parking, finding pets, uh, looking for pets, finding a house. These very basic things that if I was not in the industry, I would never know solutions are already there. So I made a portfolio quickly and then I found out that getting into product companies is much harder than agencies. And I took the plunge of uh, letting go of my architecture uh, degree. But the, still the fundamentals of design is still the same, which I'll come to later how they're relatable and how I could easily transition into that. And... Um, yeah, I made a portfolio, sent it to one of the design studios, one of the best design studios. I would say that's, that's I'd recommend if you really want to get a feel of the different industries in design. Uh, got in as an intern within a month and two. I got converted to a full time because when your hunger is there, you will be you will want to learn much more than everyone else, and that effort will be seen and you know recognized. And yeah, uh, a couple of one one and a half year there, and then I got myself into a product company, and yeah, that's where I am right now. Awesome. So, Janardhan, let's get let's yeah. deep dive into yeah. each aspect of what you've just shared with us, right? So, sure, sure. From, hmm. starting from how you took the transition from architecture to UI UX design, right? Okay. So, as an architecture student, what made you feel like taking the plunge to UI UX design? And when you okay. decided that, hey, I want to do this, okay. what steps did you take? Like you mentioned in terms of building a portfolio as, as well, right? Can you, yeah, yeah. let's deep dive into that. Definitely, for sure. So, um, uh, I'll just start, take one step back and say from architecture what I've learned. Okay, so in architecture, it's all about designing for people. You're designing spaces or buildings for people. If you do not understand people and their pain points or what they're looking for, you will never be able to design a good building. And especially if you don't do the research behind it, the literature study, case study, find the pain points from it, and accordingly derive a concept from it, solving those. Uh, problems faced by them, pain points for them. Accordingly, your building will be well designed. Going with the same thought process, same problem solving ability. UX design follows a very similar thought process in that way. But the thing is, in architecture, uh, I wanted to create a much bigger impact than just for that specific set of people localized in that specific area. Suppose if I'm designing a hospital in one area, it's just for those people in that area but i want to 
have a much more bigger impact and also the problems that i want to solve are a little bit more uh, i would say humanized problems versus space problems so uh, just when i was experiencing products at that time i felt really good that some of these apps and websites are solving my problems i'm like how did they do that like what was the thought process and i was taking these courses and i was like wait this is the same user flow and this is the same uh, concept conceptualizing and and wireframing is more or less the same and ultimately solutions also you can verbally say it but except that the solution when it comes out instead of a building product it's just in the form of an interface design pattern that solves that problem and just like how it's so detailed in the interface the copy the spacing and it's the same in architecture that when you do a cad drawing in autocad that's basically the skeleton of the building which is like you could say the ux and once you put the the concrete the cement on top that's basically ui you're filling it up but the, if the ux autocad drawing is wrong whatever ui you put on top it is going to be wrong if you didn't study your users properly so yeah the steps that i took i could say now coming to that question uh since i had a very clear thought process in my thesis and i did really well in my thesis in my college uh that helped me think very clearly and try to explain and dissect things in a very simple language that i can explain it to somebody who's very advanced and explain to somebody very very uh who's a junior coming from that i did these courses online from udemy and idf i tried to formulate my thinking in terms of ux and ui design made a portfolio showing that clear clarity in thinking of problem solving now my ui was not good at all because i was mostly on the ux background i was stressing on the ux background now if you can communicate that in your portfolio in the form of solutions to a problem and also i would say it's a bit of luck and also they were looking for somebody so it was just timing that when i sent my portfolio it just hit a couple of notes the hr got back to me she told me this is the assignment now that assignment was an actual ux design uh, assignment that really piqued my interest i had to design a home automation app now uh, for me that's the first problem statement i've ever got so i was like wow okay we can do this we can do that we can do this but the thing is when you start thinking about certain constraints about like say, for old people or people who can't see well how would you do it for us it's fine you download the app and tap the buttons is done but for them can they comprehend certain patterns can they think of certain things and if they can't see well colors become the problem so how much color do you use do you use contrast and background to do it so i give all that psychology and thinking in it and also i studied the people suppose i took uh, use cases of somebody who's living by themselves somebody who has a family and also grandparents so these three personas i just took it out and i explained to them that i have given solutions for all three that work good for all three and uh, yeah it went through and uh, he called me and uh, yeah uh, in the end once the co-founder calls you it's literally the culture fit whether you're open to learning whether you can take pressure whether i see that pressure part doesn't come that comes with every job i would say there's no job without pressure if it's worth doing and i would say just the attitude if you face difficulty whether you have a positive attitude towards a negative attitude that will greatly dictate whether you're a culture fit for them and i just kept an open mind i'm willing to cry i'm willing to sit 12 am because i was that hungry to get into the industry so once you show that and you know a little bit of luck and stroke i think you can get in in any design studio for that matter nice and also um, sujanandan can you give us a walkthrough of your portfolio okay yeah definitely so i'll talk about one of my most notable projects i've done in lollipop design studio 
So this client was from Singapore and she has a medical uh, product, which is a chatbot in the form of a chatbot. So her mission or her goal when she came to Lollipop was to test few features, which she already had tested in the Southeast, Southeast Asian countries. Now she wants to test it for India because she is going to come to India and launch it in India and all the hospitals. Now, uh, this product is basically a messaging platform for doctors. Okay, it's named BotMD. It provides information on drugs, drug interactions, medical calculators, guidelines, protocols. Basically, what doctors keep as books and information and which they have to recall, study throughout their medical studying journey. How do you remember all that or how do you quickly access it? I know there is an internet, there is a website, but if you were on the phone and also you had to communicate that with other doctors quickly, how would that happen? There is no product that exists right now and she has captured the Singaporean market. Many hospitals are using her product. So uh, she came and she wanted to do a user testing in three to four hospitals around Karnataka. And what she wanted to do is she wanted a team of two, one UX researcher and one UX UI designer. So I was the UX UI design, uh, designer, one researcher, her name is Kutpi. Uh, yeah. And so the objective was to test three object, three features. One is a quick commands feature, teach the bot feature and search feature. So the thing is, now that we have an understanding of what her goal was, we had to figure out what kind of doctors we were to test it on. Now, the older generation of doctors will say no, and they are not in that, you could say, target group who would be open to using a medical product or even an app. If you see, even in the older generation, they're very receptive to using products. So we targeted basically upcoming doctors who are very well-versed with technology, who want to get things done quickly, who want to find a more efficient way of doing things. So yeah, we found medical residents, independent consultants, junior doctors, and also how tech savvy they are is medium to high. And they mostly use like WhatsApp, Messenger, Telegram, and they use the platform Medscape to get all the queries done. Now from these three products, we could dissect a pattern that they have keep seeing in WhatsApp, Messenger, and Telegram. Now the question comes, why? Why these three main products? Let's come to the assumptions, okay? Uh, so WhatsApp and Facebook are the bare minimum apps we find almost every smartphone of current day and age, okay? Now, the generation is more acquainted with using internet for a variety of reasons, okay? As more services have moved from an online, from a, sorry, offline to an online platform, right? Now, all hospitals are doing it. It is not efficient to keep a file of a patient. If that file goes, the patient's record is gone. How do you preserve that if the patient keeps coming back? Coming from this entire understanding of digitalization of hospital, these are the few assumptions we made. Based on that, then we had to figure out how do we conduct it? Now, I know research is something that people might just go and ask questionnaire, but there are stages to it. There is a pre-testing questionnaire that before you ask them, there's a testing questionnaire and there is a post-testing questionnaire. So the pre-testing questionnaire is before you uh, basically even begin the research, you need to ask them certain things like their age, designation, clinical years of experience, what smartphones they use, Android or iOS, messaging platforms, sources or references they use for medical information and what they use for storing catalog. And then the middle stage is the testing questionnaire, the main testing that, how do we conduct it? So 
we had a set of flows that we wanted them to do, but also keep it very open for them to try and use it. So these are the couple of things that we wanted them to access in a certain way, and there are different scenarios. And with every scenario, we tell them that, hey, there are certain set of features. We want you to accomplish this goal through this scenario. Can you do it? And that scenario has a design pattern, right? So how it happened was, if you could see here, is uh, yeah, using uh, a screen sharing uh, product on the phone, we would give it to the doctor and on the Mac, we would record his using. And as the doctor is using it, we record all the sessions and we could see certain things that they could resonate with, certain things was not working. And just after every session for that day, we would, we have written it all down and we would ultimately synthesize it into a consumable format of what our findings were. And if there is a certain, I would say certain, Patterns that you see that is common across board, that's that's a very good thing that we say, okay, this is a problem present among all. Then we have to basically prioritize between uh, high effort, high impact, low effort, low impact, and high priority and low priority. And once that was done, we could, and then this is synthesis, basically. There were 12 doctors, and these were the different, different, uh, you could say specialties covered, ENT, intensive care, ophthalmology, a variety of doctors from different background this is the location so five doctors from bangalore seven doctors from mysore age wise what was the age group that we were targeting so we wanted to go more on the younger and also on the on the ones who are 26 to 30 the ones 30 35 are good to have just to have a good touch point and what we could find this is the main part that this chaos of post-its through every session the main thing, the main problem with research is you find all this information, how to make it into a very clear, consumable format, right? Let's go now to our findings. Based on the technology side and the tech side, they use Android. They're mostly Android users, yeah. And they use WhatsApp to communicate with their personal life as well as within the hospital, okay? They send PDFs, they send X-rays, they, they have groups for certain wards, okay? And they actually use SMS and calling. That's a very... Uh, uh, very, I, I was very surprised when they use SMS. So, and Telegram. So Telegram, one thing why they use Telegram is when they send PDFs, they can send large PDFs. WhatsApp has a limit and also quality reduces. And Telegram also, you can quickly access the PDF. Hmm. Features like that. Then patient records, how do they do it? Handwriting. Suppose man, you go to a hospital or to a doctor, he writes a prescription there. The prescription comes to you. And if you lose a prescription, you can't call a doctor, hey, doctor, I, I lost it. Like, what do I do now? Yeah. But imagine this completely digitalized and kept there for your record always. And what do they use for information sources, pub, PubMed, clinical key, Medscape? These are something which I, doctors would know. And the concerns is that, imagine there are 10 different sources of information which are all good for. How do I access the best from all 10? That's the problem. I can't open each book. I can't open each website type the name, copy, paste, copy, paste, and then see if it's all aligned because sometimes there's a misalignment in there. Yeah. Because this will basically save a patient's life, which is so important. So the weight of these findings is very important. I would say. Now, coming to that, so this was the interface that we had to test right at that time. And the quick commands. So the quick commands right now is something that they didn't understand that a quick commands feature is here. So when the doctor presses on the quick command right next to GIF and a curtain comes from down, 
showing the different kinds of quick command features. But now there were certain difficulties that you could see. It was not obvious that there was quick commands. Okay, it was quite hidden, and they didn't understand what is what is that button. It looked like a FB messenger at that time. I think some of them were saying yeah. the pattern. So uh, certain features like that, and uh, they could not recognize uh, the ability to use the actual chatbot. Also, they thought it's one of the chats. And as we found issues on how to use camera, how to add multiple photos, this was the general pattern. It was an outdated experience of adding title, description, photos of you know patients, all all of this. And also, like I would say, search. They could not search anything just based on the name. It had to be, it had to be basically documented in the form of a hashtag. With a hashtag, you can quickly find in the search library and you populate. So the improvements were. So if you would see these improvements, there was a small guide saying, "Pull to see my commands." So the moment you swipe up, basically the commands come down. Now, how do we know certain commands are are like pre-filled and they are different from others? So if you could see the there is an example of what you can write and the journal, which is basically the main uh, quick command. So if you pick journals, and as a result, there were different different kinds of quick commands below this, and you could clearly see, okay, this is something which I can't, I won't be able to type, and this is the part where I have to type. And as a result of that, it was working really well, and she loved the solution because the main thing was discoverability, which was solved in this. So the moment the the doctor swipes up. They all the commands are here, and they'll be populated according to the most used. And uh, yeah, uh, improvements also even to basically tag information. Suppose my guy sent you something, just like how we have the star feature on WhatsApp. There is a quick, uh, quick. You could say yeah, a starring feature even in this, which is teach the bot. So the bot learns this and documents it and keeps it for later. Then also features like how would we record information on a PDF. So that all these small, small UI improvements weren't there at that time, and uh, yeah, I would say even for that matter, there's an improvement even on the search feature that there are the most searched terms. It comes in the hashtag versus just a blind search, and every single thing that gets said, there's a hashtag for it. And yeah, even for that matter, even the attachment feature clearly labeled is also yeah. So yeah, these are the improvements. I would say a lot more improvements were there, and this was done in one week. And the different onboarding, uh, conversational onboarding also was there, which is quite nice. Actually, love. And I had to design the chat bubbles also as well. <laughs> These are the very small things that you know. As you do, you realize that everything can be done and to the detail. That's what makes a product stand out. And yeah, uh, my takeaways has helped me discovering how different doctors use different ways of communicating. And yeah. I would say she was very happy, and she went back happily. And now the product has changed so much because uh, certain things were not working, but the core features, the solutions have given us still there, and I'm really, really happy for it. So this is one of my lollipop projects. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And uh, how many uh, folks were uh, involved in this project? Just three people. Wow! And you guys uh, were able to do this in one week in one week's time. One week, one week. The co-founder. Me and the researcher. That's it. Crazy. Yeah, and and there was a PM, PM, but the PM was like mostly just there booking the hotel and everything, making our stay smooth and all. But the core study was done by three of us. And uh, when you do projects like this, is so fulfilling because her developers in Singapore designed the solution the very next day that we find insights on. 
So it oh, is an wow. iterative day process. And the solutions, that's the thing. The solutions have to be such that they were scalable and understanding the constraints of what kind of solutions to get. I think those in product world, they know, okay, just a small thing is not just a small thing. How do you build that small thing? Man, this is crazy. And also, this was the first project uh, at Lollipop, right? This No, this was my fourth project. Fourth okay. project. Yeah. Yeah. Still, though, it's like it's very new. And like, when you're just starting off uh, as a professional designer and you're doing this level of intensive work. I, I mean, like, it, it, it is pretty, pretty intensive. Yeah. Really, really intensive. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, Janathan, let's, uh, can you tell us more about, uh, just like this project, right? What role did you specifically play at Lollipop? Yeah, definitely, I would say. So, uh, so in Lollipop, since it's a design agency, you get exposed to a lot of things, not just design. You get exposed to clients. You get exposed to the bosses of the bosses of other, ag- uh, other products that they want to build. That gives you a sense of responsibility. And one thing at Lollipop, they just throw you in the fire. No hand-holding. They throw you in the fire, you get burned, but then you come out with that burn stronger every time. So uh, what happens typically is, yeah, we are working on a project, a client comes, then a client meeting comes, and the designer available along with the project manager has to go, get the requirements, get to an understanding of what the co-founder or the, or the company wants, and we send them a questionnaire questionnaire based on the type of people, basically a UX questionnaire, understand that. And then we send it back to them of our understanding of what they told us. So you understand something more is when you repeat it to the person who just told you about their product. That gives you a stronger understanding and give them confidence that, okay, this person understood. So we had did that. After that, we send a proposal of how it's going to be over the weeks. And then we begin like user flows. Then we begin an information architecture. And then we ultimately get into UX uh, design and then the UI design and accordingly development as well. So uh, depending on the requirement of the client, sometimes we designers have to go sit in the company there itself with them, with the stakeholders, gather requirements and then start and along with them design with them. Because sometimes some clients want to be hands-on on it. Some clients don't. So it typically depends on the client who is more tech savvy, would want, would, so their clients who know exactly what they want, you have to listen to them. And sometimes you have to advocate also why sometimes okay and sometimes no, it's not the right thing. This is what's going to happen if you do it. Are you fine with that? And since it's going to be an internal tool, sometimes I don't mind because in the end, there are a lot of products out there following similar design patterns that you can't see, but they're still they're succeeding because they're solving a problem essentially. And one thing is I understand that UX is always about the people, about the people, but I'm sorry, you have to give an equal cut to business. If you do not solve the business part of it, users find you solve the users but like it's a it's a cost factor like i can't keep solving people's problems if i do not know how to measure it with income or put a business side to it and i think that's one thing that many designers will soon come to know with time once you join a product company that every decision is actually business driven with uh intention to solve a user's problem that should be the thought process my thought process that is nice also, Janathan, while I'm talking to you, um, one thing I wanted and I realized or I'm assuming is that you have not created a separate portfolio website or created a no. separate portfolio, right? No. And despite that, you are pushing through and you worked at a design agency and you worked at a product company. So while as much as a portfolio is important, is what everyone says, if someone's running short of time, 
right mm-hmm. and really needs to make it through and it's like i need to do this even though i don't have the time to make a portfolio but i am skilled enough right what do you recommend folks can do okay one very good lesson i got burned pretty badly and i'm getting burned pretty badly because the number of projects i'm doing please document your projects you finish any small but please document it in the form of two to three paragraphs the problems the people and your solutions to those problems just document that in the form of screens or in the form of a pdf you can choose to j- export as a jpeg put in your website that also is fine the document it now the thing is i'm trying to document and the thing is the, the speed at which we went i can't remember the reasons why we took certain decisions because it wasn't documented my projects in lollipop were properly do- documented is then pdfs right so what i do typically is i understand who i'm trying to target or somebody who's asking me i understand their context if they want something very detailed oriented or want to know the design process i show them i said that come on a call i'll share my screen i'll show you how it happened that's it and also if not i show them my breadth of work now the breadth of work is basically also i see i'm building my website it will be coming out by at least i hopefully by end of this month or by next month coming out okay. yes i'm building my website webflow so let's see and uh, i would strongly recommend yes i'm a little late to the party of having a website but i every designer should have whether it is now or later you should always have one that's your digital identity as a designer now depending on whether you want to keep it up to date or not keep your best notable work there something which makes you you that should be seen and accordingly you can change it shift it depending on the type of personality the companies are shifting uh, applying towards and each of the projects also can be structured in the form of a notion doc or something depending on what experience you want to give the person who is uh, trying to bet you out and uh, yeah i have kept stuff in pdf and depending on the person who wants to see my type of work i make a keynote presentation very fast quickly just put the screens and just like i i think you saw in even the bottom d that is actually one of the project structure that i have done yeah. so yeah, that that was actually a the website uh, thing okay and yeah 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 so i've done it in the form of frames but that's the thing right as a beautiful thing it's done such a way that you can just scroll down you don't need a, to do a website like coded can just share your screen send it or you can just send a jpeg of that entire thing they can just scroll down the yeah. goal is for them to understand your process your if it's ui show your ui if it's your problem solving show your problem solving and accordingly shift and change now doing it on the website may not be that easy that quick but on a figma file which i mean it's solving design why not solve even portfolio issues notion also doing that only but yeah i mean it's quicker to do on figma shift the screens and give the flows there itself so i mean whatever works for you i would say this is working for me and but no but so i'll say no having a portfolio is very important i want it and yeah yeah so exactly like as as, as much as portfolio or having a portfolio and keeping a portfolio website is the best to have right. um, from what i just inferred from you is that the main objective is to be able to showcase your work make it very easy for someone to comprehend and also break your work into exactly what you want to give them you want to show your breadth of work you want to show your product thinking you want to show your visual design work you want to show all of that these these components should be there in your work and you have to think about how can you simple like like collate make it, it simple and, yeah yeah and make it approachable for anyone such that they don't have to make additional effort to get to know you you can be like hey i've got it already i'll just send it over to you yeah 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 because sometimes you have to just ask them even that is a ux problem solving you need to ask them what are they looking for is they send portfolio now everyone just send but just ask them is there any particular type of work you're seeing or in the jd you'll see 
that you will be responsible so and so so and so so and so or when you have the call with them hey can you tell me which project i'll be put into or what is my why am i needed what am the problem i'm solving then you say okay i'll be sending you a collection of my projects i worked vaguely in that thing because every uh, over our lifespan as a designer we'll be working on a thousand projects now what will you do over time now? Yeah. you have to put your best but also you have to put the projects that solve certain contexts also also which satisfies their interest because if you are working yes. towards a particular company and if you are showing them projects which is not in their domain they won't see any value in you yeah. but if you ask no, them no, I, what are you looking for and you send them mm-hmm. projects which are more really uh, intended towards that it will give you a better upper hand i feel definitely definitely you should know who's betting you or see their background okay they've been in this company so if i send a project like this we'll be able to properly you know give me a good good shot at it now somebody is from b2b and you send all b2c solutions he'll be like oh okay okay but if that person has been in the b2b b2c space be like okay i'll i'll give this guy a shot i'll have a look they will spend not more than 30 seconds to 1 minute is on your website it has to feel very right now how do you get that feel just look at other good portfolio websites certain aspects of it look very good mimic it mimic it and see if it fits your structure your character and yeah i mean yeah that's that's really important that 30 seconds one minute people scan people won't read in that scan they'll be like oh what's this oh what's that and then it goes in. awesome that's great man also one thing i wanted to ask is which i not sure of is that all this while uh, i've been discussing with folks about hiring processes at product companies right how uh, the hi- how does the hiring work at an academy in terms of product um microsoft all these other swiggy every other place how does hiring work at design agencies is it different or how does it go so the thing is design agencies right they're more welcoming towards people who are non designer or or the ones who have the eye for it or want to learn now that learning can be presented in the form of how you articulate your email how you articulate your uh, your letter of how much you want to work with them your even your i would say portfolio even if it doesn't look like a ux ui design portfolio you can see the amount of effort in certain portfolios versus other portfolios when they apply towards a place sometimes they assign one article one big article but it's so deep and so in depth that wow this person i really like that's enough for a call that's the goal right your portfolio is not to get hired no one hires you just because of portfolio that's just to put you across the door and then you get a seat at the table and then you sell yourself now what happens is there are a lot of people who are from college that mostly get into it they they're more receptive towards people who are very new and who have not learned anything it's easier to learn fresh than unlearning something which you have learned that's a very important aspect yeah and uh uh i would say it's similar uh, assignment to test you uh, everyone who's new is is an assignment is only one way you can test them really well and also they will be testing you in a certain way that if you can grasp that then yeah then you're through but if you can't grasp that then they'll be like hmm okay and if you're for a full time position they'll be like okay do you mind joining as an intern they'll give you one more chance they okay as an intern you follow one of the full time guys and you work with them that the full time person will be okay this person is ready for a full time position that's how i got vetted out i was basically helping out somebody and that person said yeah he's good enough for a new full time project and i got thrown to a full class project by myself and i scared i was scared i made a lot of mistakes and stuff but yeah it's pretty good great that's great man i feel you've done so much in your journey at lollipop itself like an academy what was an academy like what <laughs> like uh 
at an academy uh, i would say abhinav vetted me quite quite a bit and my ui was not good i would say ui is not something to take we take it for granted it is it is hard okay everyone says just that button that shadow that thing it is just that but to come to that or when to use that that takes a lot of time and yeah ui half, half of it is always hierarchy hierarchy and text and uh uh i got in and then after that uh, it has been a journey yeah. i mean product thinking how deep it goes how a small text how a small interaction how it affects millions that is something which a product company will give you which an agency will never give you and uh, yeah man i mean i would say from chetan and abhinav you must have heard quite a bit so it is a similar context to what they have said but yeah uh, push go to a company that really pushes you to the depth of crying to the depth of being right in the corner that's when growth will happen never ever be comfortable when you are comfortable that's when you are it's time for you to find something more challenging or depends on your goal but that's my philosophy the moment you find something which is becoming a little easy that's when you realize okay i need to go around people who are much better than me or something much more crazy awesome can you give us a walkthrough of one of your projects that you did at an academy yeah 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 so uh, i'll g- give you a walk through one of the projects so i was uh, in charge of redesigning the test series and results experience now on academy as a platform has courses that you consume of in the form of videos and how do we test that learning that you take from those courses and the platforms in the form of test and giving you a results experience so i'll just talk about what was the objective when i got this project in feb march around feb march right was try to bridging the gap between an offline test experience and an online experience because all the learners are already acquainted with a certain test format or even for that matter us also when we give a test in the school that is an experience how do we bring that and elevate that to a better online experience and also in reality when we give a test we have to wait some time right results to come it takes time and results come in the form of subjects and numbers that's it yeah. and if it is a mock test or a midterm exam you the the you get your answer script and you say recommendations to do this 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 how do you bring that entire experience to an online way of doing it so why were we doing it first i would say is to increase the adoption simple improve and increase the adoption of the test experience and also at that time we had to undergone a entire redesign on our website experience so we had to match that also with the current experience now i would just give a small context that there are different kinds of tests tests which are upcoming which are the scheduled live tests which are similar to live classes and the past tests that if you are not doing a certain test you can keep going back and trying and trying and trying and you'll be measured based on those tries and i would say the certain conditions are simple now uh, even for that matter even in our timetable you write the date you write a certain schedule but how do we keep that in your face saying that there's a countdown that hey in 10 days it's going to happen and say if that i don't come back there's a simple notify me and there's certain details about the test when is it due how many marks how many minutes and how many questions it is a simple it has to be this simple and if it is live it has been live for so many hours that there are so many hours left in that test and if it's a past test you will get to know that okay this test doesn't have a timer it's a design pattern recognition okay there's no timer means it's not upcoming it's not uh, even live so it's past so just removing the timer gives that much uh, i would say recognition that okay it's a past 
and also it's just you need to attempt it once or twice and you recognize it instantly yeah and yeah there are different data points as to which language is very important title of the test is very important date date of commencement duration marks question number yeah, i spoke about and yeah this is a this was the test interface so we wanted to keep it very less in terms of like interaction keep you informed whenever you attempt a question how many you have bookmarked or marked there was a certain uh, like even when you get a question paper right you tick mark every single question that you do some of them do that and some of them you star mark or you circle it saying that okay this is a tough question i will attempt it at the end or later towards the test so that behavior is predicted into this interface in the form of bookmarking in the form of attempting in the form of if you have attempted or if you have seen and yeah if you want to see the instructions is something that is there but it's not uh, important and the timer on top and uh, once you're done with your basically your entire experience of test how would we uh, help you dissect your results in the way in which it's important for you so we had a pyramid scheme which i don't have the diagrams it's in a different file that the first most important important thing to you as a learner is your marks how well you did right and the best way to do it is something that replicates a report card that says you earned these many marks you got so many right you were so many incorrect and you missed this much mm. these are the four main metrics on which you can measure yourself whether you're improving or you're doing worse now there's another now report cards if you wanted to know who got first rank third rank you had to wait for the teacher to announce it and you had to go and see that report card why that person got above me we yeah. went one level deeper to show where you your marks the same metrics your average against the average of the class where do you stand whether you're in the upper half or the lower half and also with the topper how far off am i from the top it mm. could be one mark two mark without actually asking the topper so that information is here right now. and yeah now once you've done that what we would also show is many of the tests that an academy helps learners prepare for it's a collection of subjects for example iit is physics chemistry math mathematics now even in that matter we went one level deeper that in physics right or on in all the correct answers you got physics chemistry math which one did you get the most correct which one you got the least correct which one you got very barely correct that will help you know and you know dissect that okay physics i get a lot of them correct i don't have to uh stress on it chemistry i'm getting a lot wrong so i have to stress in chemistry okay i have spent too much time in physics even though i have got a lot of marks this will help the educator when the educating help you strategize your learning experience because learning is not just a case of consuming you have to plan that okay per question 4 minutes per question 3 minutes whether i get it right incorrect or i don't answer it i have to spend 4 minutes then only i'll complete so it's a overall learning experience and improvement experience and yes we went again another level deep how would we know topic wise how many marks you got how many scores you got this is something which is good to have that if the learner wants to go it is there but typically they don't do it they want to improve themselves but it's a good thing to have like even for that matter even in mathematics like algebra integers uh differentiation those topics will all be listed and you know okay i didn't uh, uh uh try probability so probability will be zero so i already know but like say 
how much did i lose marks on probability in physics you can go up and check oh okay, if i attempted probability i would have got oh sorry in mathematics i would have got that much and uh, yeah i mean and the reason why that was happening is because the existing experience was very sad like if you see it looked uh, disconnected the difference between an upcoming and live is very minor right yeah. it wasn't going uh, gelling well the entire experience even for that even the test taking experience it looked disconnected it wasn't showing me what i should do first it was showing me all these different buttons it was showing me uh, this space that i should be focusing on the timer also was on top it it wasn't going well so that's the thing that even for that matter, even results for that matter okay me as a result okay i want to come okay i don't care about my rank percentile topo scores good to know but i want to know where i did that's the immediate thing that expectation is like oh okay this diagram but this diagram shows a comparison but doesn't tell me how much i got in that and when you go closer it's like oh it's this much so there's a different design pattern recall at like every section i have to put a cognitive load and see and realize that which is not a good experience or i would say that should not happen when you want to quickly get to know how well you did even yeah. for that matter this is just showing a gauge that okay physics this much chemistry this much mathematics and biology i have to go four times my eye every time to compare why can't it be coagulated into one or in the form of a chart all together why separated so for that matter things like that and you know negative marking missed marking it didn't go well it wasn't gelling well it wasn't uh, basically there were a lot of things going on it was a lot of things like you can see you just look at this screen like okay what's blue what is this okay what uh, this that it it was turning out to be a very broken experience i would say scannability hierarchy information disconnect too many elements so literally like that is what happened and yeah these were the simple components so something that in designers you are trying to make reusable components that scales well for different contexts so yeah that's how uh, i gave the solution for this and right now it's live and yeah there was an adoption of 12% uh now learners since they got results they would want to share it with other people because immediately they'll be okay this is much i got in attempt one you got in this much immediately in those first few numbers only they can see and less queries came from learners about hey i couldn't find my results uh my number is not right i actually got something else and that ultimately dictated to a better subscription re- revenue generation man increasing adoption yeah. by 12% and sharing by 24 is huge yeah yeah but that was a spike i would say now it came down because there's because it's dependent right if there is a exam that's coming very close right and this is just for say iit so different exams at different points will have different spikes that they would want to do tests at certain time certain times it wouldn't be yeah so it has been always from like it goes down to all the time to 4 and then it goes back to 12 and then like come down to 8 7 and also like you won't give a test every day that's a scary experience <laughs> you'd give it maybe once a week or maybe twice a week so it's quite a lot i would say the free tests yeah, yeah. so yeah that's like one of the biggest projects also there's such a distinction between the two projects that you've showcased today right uh, your project that you did at lollipop and the project that you did at an academy in lollipop your work is revolving so much around finding information as well right and your work at an academy is deep diving into the so many nuances inside that particular feature right inside the product itself right and these are different two very different things like you wouldn't be able to deep dive so much into your product itself when you're working for an agency 
or when you're working at a product company, you won't be able to find relevant insights unless it's a separate research project of its own, right? Crazy. So what are like Janardhan? What are what are your learnings? What are the some of your learnings that you got from working at a design agency and some that you got from working at a product company? Those distinct learnings. Distinct learnings, right? Hmm. Uh, I would say ask questions. Yeah. I mean, uh, in this world of design, at least for us designers, we'll we'll always be kind of told what to do. Yeah. But never do. Never just say, "Ha, huh, I will do." No, never. Take one step back. Say, "Okay, is this what you is this what is this what you are expecting of me? Can you give me one hour? Can you give me five minutes? Understand what they want because." me as a pm or me as a co-founder has a certain goal which i won't be telling you because it may not come to me i just want this from you which will help me achieve that goal but now maybe me asking you of that may not be the right thing for me to achieve that goal that's on us to ask the right questions so even in the agency life uh i didn't ask a lot of questions i just kept doing and that's one of the reasons why towards the end i had to change around ux because i realized shit it's not achieving that goal and same for that matter even in product companies asking the right questions in the form of metrics in the form of what are we trying to achieve will this solution actually achieve that is this project even needed to solve that is it supposed to are we supposed to do this now or do we doing doing this later why now why what is the behind this so that's one one thing i would say okay asking why right this is something that takes skill is modesty modesty and clarity in speech this is something that you need to constantly talk constantly listen to podcasts listen to other designers for that matter go for conferences see certain designers why they are up there and why you have to you want aspire to be up there many designers at a senior position don't actually design they just speak clarity in thought even lead designers even for that matter head of designs they don't design their, their jobs are not designed their, their, their jobs to facilitate design among the designers so understand how they handle you know clashes understand how they understand uh, how they uh, basically dissect problems based not in design but how the articulation of that system flow of information and in clarity in their articulation of speech whether it's through slack through email that is one thing which i have learned is you know how to speak in clarity and, and modesty and also being a very good team player i'm sorry you should know you are not an individual contributor even if you were designated that you are still working mm-hmm. with other people you are still working with developers please respect everyone and respect given is respect returned i strongly believe these three to four major fundamentals as a designer and these are designer as a person and there is a rest that you have to practice certain things you have to know the tools to achieve certain things i'm not saying you have to know all the tools if there is certain interaction that has to you have to know some to learn just enough to do that interaction and you know that and then someone says hey can you do this then you say hey give me one day let me just figure out how it's done okay this is the software they need after effects we need to do this kind of a uh, different timeline and use lotty and export it and see this is what it is now let me see the effort that took this much this much this much are you fine with it see so before you start you need to say all of it if you just start without uh, asking them telling them informing them on such uh, depth that goes they'll say oh why didn't you tell me it's taking so much time now then the blame ultimately comes to you you saying yes and say it comes to you in the end yeah so exactly. 
it does so it's very important that you have to do that uh have a time in, in a week that just figure out new products that come out just go through it see something new document it take a screenshot and say hey whoa interesting even for that matter like how ui sources mobin these are all basically documentation products for design patterns which is really good i would say do it for yourself as well you've seen the news certain thing reliance geo did why certain things cred did oh go to cred see okay they've released a new thing an academy has done something flipkart has done something new features coming big basket has done something delicious doing so well why are they doing well why did they get funding what did they do so well that you know investors want to invest in them to get more money out of it try to see the underlying fact that even if a b2b software looks very boring and like it's just one page but what is that one page solving understanding the business behind it as well business understanding the business is so important i was like no users come first no users have to have the best experience no don't do dark patterns i would say dark patterns is something of a very sensitive topic which i won't take it here <laughs> because i myself i am in the crossroads sometimes but as long as you're solving someone's problem and you are not tricking them into doing something else and them knowing that they've been tricked i think it's fine just keep multiple steps involved keeping them informed of what they're doing it's perfectly fine but yeah learning the business business that's something that you will gain respect from the business and hence you'll be given more flexibility to do what you want if you are respecting business ultimately man this has been great janardan thanks a lot yeah. for being a part of the interview this is this brings us to the point uh what is your experience man what are your final words uh my final words uh be nice and work hard uh take time to sometimes switch off now during pandemic yes a lot of us are in overdrive just switch off i know it's very hard to have a switch off button but sometimes just take a leave take an off there's a cool down period that an academy we do that if it's a very intense project one day is off take that off mintra also does it in mintra's added two days holiday i think every month for them for the designers and all even pms and i think because the human mind like indian we're all human we can't be robots we are we have human emotions human love human sadness and we're all in different contexts no one will understand you unless you are vocal about hey i'm sorry i'm not feeling well i need to take uh, a, a break and then only you can come back stronger thanks for listening to this episode and i hope you liked it to check out other episodes and clips from the interview subscribe to the whiteboard.fm youtube channel feel free to share your favorite parts of the interview and don't forget to tag us This podcast is a part of the 10k designers network. You can check out other projects on 10kdesigners.com.